Hey everybody, welcome to episode 7 of Metallicast, the Metallica podcast. I am your host and fellow Metallica fan. My name is Brandon. So, I am being joined yet again by my cousin Mike, the founder of our home site, fans.experts.com. Um, you awesome. may remember... Can you please uninterrupt the intro? I am uh, a professional and I really would appreciate it if you just shut your goddamn mouth, Mike. Um... Let's try this again. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode seven of Metallicast, the Metallica podcast. I'm your host and fellow Metallica fan. My name is Brandon. So I am joined here by my cousin, Mike, the founder of our home site, fansetexpert.com, who's not going to interrupt me. And he was on a couple episodes ago because we had what turned out to be an over two-hour discussion in debate because we're not at all nerds. About what band was better, Iron Maiden or Metallica? Metallica one, of course. Mike Iron even Maiden. agreed to that. And uh, the reason I had Mike on for that was because he's he is the biggest Iron Maiden fan I personally know, and also the host of a Maiden podcast, the very cleverly titled Maiden Fan Podcast. I'm not sure how he ever thought of that. I'm a Maiden um, fan, Debbie. Are you a Maiden fan podcast? I am. I absolutely am. All right, now shut your mouth till I formally let you speak. Now, anyways canceled <laughs> the re the reason mike is back on unfortunately to all of our dismay is that uh, shortly after i gave him a huge metallicast bump he decided he was going to take his newfound fame into another territory of uh another genre of music called hair metal because in addition to being the biggest iron maiden fan that i know he is probably the biggest hair metal fan that I know. So he decided to start a podcast called Hair Metal Lab. So, Mike, I'm going to let you formally introduce yourself to the Metallicast Militia. And I'm going to let you talk a little bit about what the Hair Metal Lab is because I know every Metallica fan out there just fucking adores hair metal. Tastes so good. Brings a tear to my eye. Sweet cherry pie. Mike, I told you when I was 12 to stop writing me creepy poetry. Hello, everybody. This is your creepy co-host of this evening. <laughs> yes, it's me, Mike, again. I'm back. Uh, this time to talk oh. about the, the most underrated um, genre of, of rock music uh, ever with the most overrated cousin in my family. Um, <laughs> Yes, ever since, you know, going back to, it might be, you know, I, I was listening to, you know, early, early on as a kid, it was Ozzy and Quiet Riot, and then it kind of turned into uh, um, White Snake and Poison. Wait, can I interrupt uh, you I for remember. a moment, Mike? I'm going to interrupt you for a moment. Is Quiet Riot hair metal? Would you consider Quiet Riot hair metal? Because I feel like they're one of those bands that were like, before hair metal was a thing, but sort of fell into that category. I feel like they were sort of like, 
System of a Down falling to like the new metal category, you know, where they I mean, really do not belong, but like they get wrapped into that sometimes. They, but they see before hair metal was quote unquote hair metal, there was still this glam kind of, you know, wearing, wearing the tights and the big hair. And they had that. They definitely had that even in the early 80s. I mean, they were in their striped, uh, you know, leather pants. Um, they had the power ballads on their song, on their albums, even though you don't know it. If you go back to uh, Metal Health, I believe, and listen to uh, Thunderbird, uh, I love that song. It is about uh, Randy Rhodes, who was in Quiet Riot. Founding member, from, right? He was a founding member. I believe so. I don't know. I haven't done a Quiet Riot song yet. Well, you, um, wait, wait. You you have not yet started the Quiet Riot podcast? I've not done the Quiet Riot. I've not so, done the... Um, we know what's next for you. Right, exactly. I already have a title for it. Uh, the Quiet Riot Fan Podcast. <laughs> you are so clever. Have I ever told you how clever you are? Thank you. So, I, you know, I started getting into... I think... I feel like Guns N' Roses got a little harder. I started getting into other quote-unquote harder but it was harder than poison but i still like skid right. row but skid row had some harder things and then i started discovering that you know yeah, there's, a, ball. there's a weird crossover there to a certain extent because like if you i remember being in middle school high school and watching like the pantera vhs tapes which are like if you grew up with pantera those vhs i feel like are like a little bit legendary because it just all behind the scenes debauchery and like yeah. music videos and like live clips and they're yeah. they're they're hilarious but like i remember vividly and also in a year and a half life of metallica documentary like they're hanging out with sebastian bach who has like this metal cred and yeah. i'm not saying not rightfully so because he's an amazing metal vocalist but like skid row a little bit hair metal and then you have a band like quiet riot like a little bit hair metal but you know has the metal cred and then you have um uh, even like Def Leppard was like, you know, gets wrapped into the new wave of British heavy metal, which yeah. was a huge influence on Metallica. But like the Def Leppard, a lot of people know now, is maybe a Hysteria. little bit different than like the Def Leppard that you know they grew up listening to that inspired like those initial albums. You know, so it's like an interesting crossover, considering how different the worlds are. But I think the real like bastardized version is Poison. I guess it's just like different extremes. Like you have a band that like Poison, which is like a complete bastardized version of like to the extreme hair glam metal. Extreme, yeah. Ugh. Also, that's the thing. I'm a extreme fan. I know. I don't, even, <laughs> I don't even like to think of extreme as hair metal. I think of them as funk metal. They're funky. Well, that's another thing too. Is that like they're known a lot for more than words, but like yeah. the rest of the material doesn't necessarily reflect. That right. song, like their biggest hits, you know. You know, it was it was the time, and it was the fact that every album had at least one one power ballad on it. That's kind of it. All just and even if they played heavy music, they had big hair, and that's kind of everyone got. You know, your Skid Row got thrown in with your Poison. They got thrown in with Great White, which was very different, and you know, and White Snake, which was a '70s band that turned into a glam band that turned into like a rock band. I mean, you know, there's or look at Heart. Like, right, they went from like Barracuda to 
What was like? What was the big eighties sound? Like you right now, but you know what I'm talking. How do I know? <laughs> <laughs> or uh, an even better example, which uh, I still love. Or even, or perhaps an even better example: Jefferson Airplane that turned into Jefferson Starship. They did like that weird, like eighties from the movie Mannequin branding. Yeah. yeah. Then they were just Starship. They were just Starship. They were just yeah. like fuck Jefferson. When they came fuck out, we we built this city on rock and roll. Yeah, we built just, uh, this city. And um, oh, that's uh, Marconi plays the mamba. But even like for uh, even like uh, if you look at like uh, Kiss, I mean Kiss has always been like a marketable band. Obviously, always like a commercial radio friendly band. But yeah. like they definitely mixed into. Uh, the whole hair metal scene in the 80s to the extreme. No pun intended with your Gary Sharon bullshit. Alice Cooper. I mean, listen to old school Alice Cooper group, but then listen to the song Poison. I mean, it's night and day. Yeah. That like, po- it's a completely I, I, different band. And I love that Poison album. I bet you do. I mean... I don't hate it. <laughs> that's some great songs. That's the song he does with um, Stephen Tyler that I listened to like a ton recently. That power ballad? Oh my god, yes. Yeah, yeah. That's not a bad song. I love it. And but then there's an old I'm power. A, I'm a little bit of a hypocrite because I only like that because like I like Alice Cooper and I like. I mean, I like old school Aerosmith. So I like I yeah. Stephen Tyler's great voice, so I like that. But I was like, who is singing this with him? And then at the end, when this he, the guy's like, yeah. Da, 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 da. Steven Tyler. Um, Basically, just to go over quickly the hair metal thing. So, you know, most of this was, um, you know, during high school, I think I tried to steer away from it. I tried to think I was cool or I started listening to heavier stuff. Or I started listening to even like non heavy, like, you know, the grunge and all that stuff. And then sometimes like more like, I had a Dave Matthews tape. I had a Blues Travelers tape. You know, shit like that. Uh, hey, and then John Popper did play with Metallica. So. Well, there you go, right? So, it's. I feel like at some point, I. I don't know if it was when I discovered MP3s or when I just realized that you, I could buy some old CDs uh, online because I bought uh, "Dirty Rotten Filthy Stinking Rich" by Warrant. And I bought the first Extreme again. And I was listening to him, and I was like already in a house, married. This is like two thousand, and I'm going. I still love this. I still know every word. What you know, like I, I just love this stuff, and I just, I realize I'm never going to grow out of it. I never want to. It's still real to me. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I'm coming at this from a completely casual perspective. Like I have never seeked out listening to hair metal. I know the hits. I know the band because I'm, you know, into metal, hard rock, rock music. But, like, I've never listened to a hair metal album from start to finish. I know the hits, and that's it. I listened to Extreme 2, Pornography. I mean, I saw them a couple years ago play that album from front to back, and I got to tell you, just my pants were filled. I was done. It was so (laughs) exciting. Um. With JP Annis. Wait, what? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought you meant the band. I was like, who's that? Jansen, <laughs> um, Peterson, and Scott. They're yeah, so, a band from the 60s. 
So basically what I decided to finally do was um, I, I was listening to a song and I thought, wouldn't it be cool to do a podcast where you just talk about that song? Not a band, really, not the album, nothing but one song. So that's where the Hair Metal Lab came from. And it came from specifically from I Want Action by Poison. I listened to that and I thought, this is the rapiest song <laughs> I've ever heard. Um, I Want Action Tonight, Satisfaction All Right, you know, uh, jump in the back, you know, jump in the back get in the back not the front whatever and he's like um i'm sure brett michaels got in the right. back and the front hey yeah. and he was like if if she don't want it i'm gonna take her and make her I, you can't you can't write that shit today um not without getting the hashtag right exactly last back then it was just hashtag open up and say ah <laughs> <laughs> listen back in the 80s you're on the sunset strip you have big hair you're wearing makeup the two fun things are a little rock and roll, a little statutory rape. Exactly. You know? And talk dirty to me. When I was a kid, I actually recorded a version of myself singing that. Oh, we, I, well, I should, I said, want we know. I said, we know, yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if your, your listeners know that I have. Um, I think you mentioned this in the Maiden show, maybe. Maybe, but I have it on MP3 if you uh, want to share it with. Uh, oh, do you, you're going to uh, send it to me. Oh. And it, it, instead of a Metallica cover, <laughs> which I usually play at the end of each episode, I should just play Mike from yeah. Hair Metal Lab at what? How old? 10? I would say 10 or 11. I believe it's 1987. So I was 11, I think. And I had no idea, like people, my parents would play it for family members and everyone would laugh. And I was like, what's so funny? And I realized I'm 10 years old talking, talk, talk dirty to me. <laughs> I was, to me, I was just singing the, you know, a huge hit of a song. to me.
dirty to me. singing about what some guy in a white van wanted to do to you yeah he wanted to um you know um no it was uh not a white dirty van. To you. it was uh <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was uh in in the daddy's i can't think of it right now in the basement lock the cellar door and baby talk dirty to me oh the old man's ford that's what it was it was my dad's ford i was like what's going on yeah. wait my dad drives a ford <laughs> it's all coming back there's so many jokes we can make right now that we will not <laughs> uh, or maybe we will but i'll just edit them out i'm just gonna start a new podcast and rent out a lab. <laughs> uh, uh so by the way mike you're uh Whatever you switch to seems to be working, knock on wood, good, for, good, the, good, good. for the connection. So my apologies if you felt the introduction was a little bit chopped up. You can blame Mike. Um, his internet connection was as shitty as hair metal is. So I, 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 Mike basically handed me a church sandwich and said, make me a million dollars. And I'm, I'm working on a Metallicast militia. I'm working on it. Um, but uh, on bread. he definitely gave me, a, as Spinal Tap would say, a shit sandwich. Shit on bread. <laughs> what was with that reverb? <laughs> that was just hot. No, shit is, on bread. That's your statutory rape voice. <laughs> that's my no. My statutory rape voice is this. Right here. That's that. No, this would be like. That would be like this. Be like, hi. <laughs> you look like you look like someone who likes candy. Do you like candy? My I goodness. have a, I have a candy maker in my cellar in my basement. <laughs> this is a very special episode of Metallicast about come how to say no to sexual predators. Come, you want to come in my, go in my basement, but take <laughs> off your shoes. I don't want it to leave any tracks. Is I don't want to leave. I don't want to leave. Dump? I don't want to leave any evidence. I mean tracks. <laughs> Mike, by the way, is this a good time to say that we should probably change Metallicast from clean to explicit on iTunes? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, do you? I wonder if we could do it by each episode. I honestly, I normally do not use profanity that much, unless if it's like quoting a lyric or doing a quote or whatever. But when I'm with you, uh, you just bring out the profanity in me. So all the Mike episodes, I just guess Mark as explicit. 
Yeah, but, but is uh, cunt explicit word? No, but if you say fucking cunt, okay. Oh, I got you. I should also say that I did a lot of research before this episode, and I'm continuing my research. Um, I'm a, I'm on like research number um, seven. <laughs> You've done more than I. Here's the funny thing. So how this all happened was um, I did a an episode on Winger on 17 because there's another creepy I'm not episode. sure Mike even got my research reference. Did you I, research? I don't Research oh, is code way. for beer. <laughs> yeah, I didn't listen really, to that at all. Like, oh, by the way, uh, Mike, Mike does not really drink. Let me most get ever, the most I've ever seen Mike drink, I think, is like a seltzer. <laughs> I'm drinking clear sparkling <laughs> let me get let me get the show back on track so i did an episode on 17 which was clearly 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 about um kip winger having she's only 17 when i, I was yeah when i was 12 One 13 that was cool songs i know yeah well madeline is probably their best song look it up it's excellent um i promise you that i will not do that <laughs> well guess what song's opening your show <laughs> um so I figured, like, I look, did some research. By the way, I'll make that song open my show just to spite you, but also satisfy you. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first time you've satisfied me today, at least. Um, so, by cussing everybody, continue. So, <laughs> so, it came like I feel like I talk way too much for this to be your show. <laughs> Mike, have, did you ever listen to the Iron Maiden Metallica episode? Didn't shut up. It's two and a half days i spoke for five minutes <laughs> but to be honest in the moment i'm like cool he does all the heavy work i i get to sit back until i get to the editing stage <laughs> i swear the made of metallica podcast it was like two and a half hours of recording in like five days of editing, I listened, <laughs> and, it, to, and it was still a two-part episode. <laughs> I listened to it at three times the speed just to get through it. I don't think I finished. So, so okay, to to Anyways. make a long story short, I did a thing on Winger. I was looking this up Winger. Short. This is your thing. Every long story is short, but it feels <laughs> like it gets longer and longer. Oh, well, you want to tell me? I'll tell you the full story. Yeah. Back in 1988. Um. So I found that Winger did a song about Metallica. Yeah, all right. here's the thing. So we're doing, a, right. we're doing a show about Metallica for you and Winger for me, but I'm not yeah. like a huge Winger fan. I don't know much about them. <laughs> Which makes this perfect because, I mean, all I but you know more about Winger than I do because oh, why are you making that face? So where we are currently on a video chat and Mike is making creepy faces because apparently. As creepy as he was before with the white van comment, Kip Winger makes him even creepier. This is just it, my face. I'm going to have to edit all this out. I hate you so much. <laughs> You're just doing random bullshit for me to cut out. I should start just saying your name, your wife's name, your parents' name, just making you have to edit every, every few minutes. I'll, I'll say that on the air. My wife's name, Mrs. Metallicast. I've said it plenty of times before. My uh, parents' names, Mom and Dad Metallica. Mom, Pa. And uh, what else did you say? My brother's names? 
Yeah, Matt and Joe. <laughs> <laughs> fuck them. <laughs> that we went to see uh, Dave. Uh, well, I don't fuck whatever his name is. I really don't Dave remember. Matthews, aka Jonathan Davis. Let's <laughs> <laughs> see Jonathan Davis Friday night. And on the wait, 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 no, no, no. Please talk about this because this will make your second podcast appearance in the second. Hopefully, Jonathan Davis insult we've made because last episode we did make fun of corn, and I remember that because people actually commented on Twitter like "fuck that band." <laughs> so, okay, so I went with Brandon's brother and my brother last week, uh, week last Friday to go see Jonathan Davis. I've said it before; I'm not a fan of corn. I actively dislike them on purpose because of Brandon's brother. But it's they have more a backwards fun R. They have a backwards R. That's What's true. not to like? But. That's just fun like, for the whole family. I, and I'm thinking to myself, do I really hate them or do I just like to hate them? Um, so going to the show, he doesn't play any corn. The first band comes out there. They're a local band. They're pretty good. Second wait, band, wait, wait, wait. He never played a corn song? No, not one. Thank God. That's like, the same. But, but like, if you're seeing the lead singer of corn like on purpose. He came out and he sang all the songs from some old soundtrack in his new album. Oh, God. That sounds. So Matt, Matt didn't know uh, many of them. And there's one song hard. comes on, and he's like, "What you believe is your religion." And I looked at Matt. I go, "I kind of like this." And Matt's like, "I don't like this." <laughs> so the one, the one the stuff that I kind of liked, he didn't like. It was perfect. So um, it, it, I should say that my brother Matt, his all-time favorite band is Corn, and his all-time favorite singer is Jonathan Davis. And he frequently. So I'm seeing him. So we're recording this a couple of days before Memorial Day weekend. I'm. I say that because I'm seeing. Matt, this weekend, I'm going to his house, see him, the wife, and the kids, and uh, which means I'll be texting you some outlandish comments that he makes about corn. Oh, I'll be there in a month, so we'll do the same thing. Because <laughs> I, I remember last time I was there, I texted you like, I'm in a car, Matt just said the corn is one of the biggest rock bands of all time. <laughs> like, in Matt, he did. like in Matt's head, it's, it's the Beatles. Than corn. <laughs> Close second. He's like, they've been doing it for 25 years. I'm like, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, somehow, some way. Um, but you know, yeah, who like, else last... did it for 25 years? John Wayne Gacy. I don't, I don't know if that's true, but it, <laughs> it seems like a good, <laughs> sensitive insult. Yeah. Um, hit all, no, never mind. Um, because yeah, he, he, last time I was there, he's like, I said, I don't, I go, I don't know any Slipknot songs. He's like, you're kidding. Like, he really thought you guys go, I know that one song, Wait and Bleed, that is it. Yeah. I don't well, know. We probably have like, a lot of, I'm going to guess that we have a lot of Slipknot fans listening because Slipknot is, you know, like sorry. a pretty heavy, legit band. Oh, yeah. I'm not a Slipknot yeah. fan, but like, you know, they, they, they have street cred, as we talked about before with like the, with like Sebastian, the Sebastian box of the world. Like yeah, they have you want to right bang now. a mop on a trash can? Sure, that's that's <laughs> cool. <laughs> Send all your hate mail Slipknot fans to at Hair Metal Lab or at my Hair Metal person. Lab on Twitter, Hair Metal Lab on Instagram. I'm cooler on Instagram. Check me out. Every Tuesday is Tuesday Cruise Day. Molly Crew forever. <sighs> Which reminds me, I remember um, a. Uh, quote from the Megadeth behind the music and they asked it was an old clip from like the early 80s and they asked Dave Mustaine what do you think of glam and he goes glam stands for 
gay LA music. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the most classic Davis State quote ever, I think, besides the fact that, like, besides, wham, I'm not a Metallica. <laughs> and then, are you there? I'm here. Oh, I, I thought you just didn't move. Um, <laughs> I thought oh, Sorry, I got. I, I I'm here. My so the, my I'm trying to book a trip to Ireland over oh, Thanksgiving, nice. and uh, Mrs. Metallica has just texted me window or aisle because obviously I'm doing the important stuff down in the basement, and she's upstairs doing the unimportant <laughs> stuff. <laughs> clearly, window. Well, oh yeah, how long the flight is. Well, she wrote. I think it's six hours. I think that seems low, but I think that's what it is. But uh, she wrote window, and I just wrote window. So we're all on the same page here, just like we're on the same page for John and Davis sucking a bag. And of breaking news: Brandon is not coming uh, to his auntie and uncle's for Thanksgiving. Turns out. Oh yeah, but I will RSVP no <laughs> that weekend. <laughs> But, but, don't think I Uncle, will try don't think, to... Don't think Uncle Mel isn't paying attention. Oh, I am hoping that I uh, deny enough invitations where I stop getting the invitations. <laughs> I'll run them out to the mailbox for him. <laughs> Take it down. Um, yeah. By the way, uh, Mike's parents' names are Mel and Pat. <laughs> Melvin and Patricia. Melvin Claire. I mean, that's my. <laughs> <laughs> Melvin Claire. Pat Patricia Claire and Melvin Stanley. If, if, and if you knew my Uncle Mel, that's even funnier. <laughs> Melvin Claire fits. I mean, Melvin Claire does fit. My, yeah. my dad plays the piano, got me into music. So he was he would listen to some rock stuff. Uh, your your father, in all all joking aside, is a serious piano player. He is. Um, but it's mostly Andrew Lloyd Webber shit and Barbara Streisand. <laughs> which, which I mean. It's cool. It's cool. You know? To each their own. He to did own. He did get offered a joint at a foreigner concert. Pretty cool guy. Did that actually happen? That actually happened. How did that happen? This, I mean, foreigner ties in. Foreigner is one of those bands that ties into hair metal. Like, they're one of those, those hard type bands. Sort of. Yeah, they had that <sighs> 70s kind of. I just burped. You know, that was that my research coming up. I have no idea how that happened. I feel like he was a young teacher, and um, he was trying to seduce one of his students <laughs> while my mother like just, while my mother was at home, me, pregnant with my brother. When we're done recording this, just send me a list of things you want me to edit out. <laughs> I don't care. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. Want my phone number? <laughs> Unfortunately, I have. Wasn't that. there a topic we we're supposed to do? Oh, so Wigger and Metallica. I guess we were only about an hour in, so I guess we should get on topic. This is how the Made of Metallica podcast turned into two plus hours, huh? This is, this is what happens when Brandon's been after me to record for like two weeks. <laughs> oh, man, I got to do something tonight. <laughs> Listen, I promised the Metallica militia, who are actually turning to an actual thing. I At first, it was like one person on Twitter. Now, I feel like we're, we're building an army slowly but surely to put the other Metallica podcast to bed. Oh, fuck them in their faces. Um, you said it, not me. That's right. Uh, that uh, hair, was, hair metal lab. That Come was my, my house. Hair metal lab. I will. Right. 
I would never speak poorly about um, the other Metallica podcast. I will. But Hair Metal Lab does want me to fuck them in the face. In their faces. It faces, I'm sorry. Plural. I would say they I would say faces because it's multiple in people. their eyes. But with Brandon's, you know, girth, I would just say a nostril's fine. Um honestly, that's being generous. <laughs> let's be uh let's be honest. <laughs> I mean it's it's like that, it's like that width, but it's a little crooked, so I might miss. Anyways. <laughs> And the least downloaded episode of Metallicast <laughs> goes to episode seven. <laughs> I want to be in all your least episodes, your, your worst one. If, uh, you know what, you know what the truth is? We're going to record for two hours and I'll be able to edit this down to 30 oh, yeah. minutes if I'm lucky. Could, I feel like you could, you could start now and not miss a beat. I feel like maybe, maybe what I should do is. Edit it down to like an actual podcast episode, and then just do like an X-rated bonus episode with yeah. all of our extra shit. That is fine. Call and it. yeah, and my uh, you have the my call flight it. is booked, so, uh, so you have Metallica and Wing out the episode, and then you have the unedited uh, jizz party episode. <laughs> she's only 17 version <laughs> uh, the, the statutory rape cast <laughs> I should totally actually make a Metallicast mini just with our outtakes just for shits and giggles for us if nobody else appreciates it we will fuck them in the face in the faces plural all the faces all the faces yep so all right I'm gonna get this ship back on you're the host that is my job that I'm feeling miserably at. <laughs> and Mike just got up and left, which is a blessing in disguise. So now we can talk about... Oh, he's back. He's back. That's unfortunate. All I heard you say is, so now we can talk about... I don't know what you said, but... I was going to say, now we were, can talk about you. Having a twist oh. off, buddy. Keeping it oh. real. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> IBC like diet root beer. <laughs> Mike is a big drinker, like I said. He is. Uh, that is his uh, second research of the night. His second non-alcoholic research of the night. Um, but anyways, so Mike's been doing this podcast here. Minute eleven. Is, well, why are you showing me the cap? <laughs> that was the loudest bottle cap ever. <laughs> Mike showed me this freaking IBC diet root beer bottle cap as if he's fucking David Copperfield. And then he just drops it like a slob. And it's the loudest sound. <laughs> it's <laughs> it threw it that time. Wait, By the way, Brandon, where, are you, Brandon, where are you recording? There's, something, you behind, like a, there's something behind your ear. There's something behind, behind my ear. ear. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm in a tiny apartment so i'm recording in my studio my work desk my kitchen table that's my fridge i mean it's just very dark behind you my and guitar. it looks it looks a little bit in the dark it's like you have a like a goat head behind you which is very metal what is that triangular thing i'm seeing it to the upper right that yes 
Yes, what is that? That is that's a that's a plant on top of the <laughs> It looks like a goat's head from here. It's just a plant, you oh well that's really dull. You should tell people try this again. Is that a goat's head? Yes. Oh my god, how did you get a goat's head in your uh apartment building? Well, house, I mean wherever you live. Street. I mean it's Carmel what you Ross. take it's that's what was left of the goat's body. I mean, what do you, I'm not gonna lie. Doing? I'm not gonna lie, that's the perfect answer. Um, how about this? So how about anyway, the fact that, how about the fact that I could take this video, turn it into MP3, upload it as your new episode, and you have no say. So Mike uploads the episodes, but you know what, Mike? I believe last month you made a lot of money off me. That is You're, true. You made about a 500% increase. That is true in my Google ads. And um, that sounds really impressive. Which until, I tell you, until I tell you it went from three cents to 43 cents. <laughs> I wish it was two cents to 42 cents. <laughs> Folks, if you want to go to fanfunexpert.com right now, click around. Listen, my check out all the those... beautiful uh, posts. You know, I can't tell you to click on the ads. That's your decision. But I can tell you to check out the beautiful posts. And, um, you know, just even clicking and, and reviewing things is very supportive. Of, in all uh, fairness. My family and their future. In so all fairness. In all fairness. In all seriousness, I should say. Not in fairness. Because fuck fairness. But in all seriousness, um, Mike. Ladies and gentlemen. Slash has joined the podcast. He is here for a very special episode of. By the way, She's Slash. I should say Slash is back on Coke. That's why he sounds so bad. Folks, folks, I just did that. I just want you to know that I picked up my guitar and did that. No, uh, that was not a recording. That was no live. Deal. No big deal. So, Mike, I actually have. Mike, well, how fast can you do an acoustic uh, cover? How long does that take you? Um, an hour maybe, maybe not. Not even that long. So, Usually, it, like for the show, because every yeah, yeah, yeah. at the end of every episode, I I pretend I have a band called Pinewood Screwdriver. I just thought of the worst name ever, and I pretend I'm playing at a coffee shop. I have coffee shop noise, and then they play a a cover version of the song. Sometimes it's pretty straightforward. They pour some sugar on me. I completely revamped that one. I was most proud of that. I actually did that with electric. And garage band and i did you know editing and all kinds of stuff um with the bass as well other than that you know it's yeah maybe a half hour not even an hour i don't know so so i i, I told the metallicast militia i would get this out before memorial day weekend um i want to edit this i'm going to cut it close to the wire i'm probably will edit this tomorrow night I'm re we're recording this on thursday i'll probably re edit it friday night and send busy. it to you um how do you feel about Pinewood Screwdriver before release tomorrow night recording an acoustic Metallica cover? And you guys can be my end of show Metallica cover. I'm not sure why I did not think of this till right now, but um, it could be any song that you choose. Songs is a Metallica. I've done a Metallica song, but not as Pinewood Screwdriver, where they really try to. Uh, well, I, I, I let me let me clarify. I, I misspoke. How much? You're you're the middleman. You're not in Pinewood Screwdriver. You're the middleman. So, 
I, I made I made it sound I made I made it sound like you are in I, I so I misspoke. That's that's the B on the H, the bad on the host. Um, yes. How much Second. money will I need to the spend? Balls to on your head. I hate you so much. How much money will I have to spend to get uh, power screwdriver in the coffee shop and pay to record them? I mean, they pay for they play for tips. I just put my phone on hit record. Yeah. Are they performing before tomorrow night? I believe they're performing uh, at breakfast tomorrow. That they sounds can, perfect. Do you know? Do you know they know any Metallica? I'd have to ask with. Them. I'd have to ask. I'm sure they know. Uh, is there any song that you could think of that you'd like them to see if they know? Well, I mean, they, we have two. There's I two could, avenues they could go down. We could do an obvious song like a "Nothing Else Matters," or we could do like an electric thrash version of an like an acoustic version of it. Like we could do like a um, maybe a song off "Kill 'Em All" or. You know, one of those are one of the early albums. Yeah, Inter Sandman does sound good. Um, or uh, or Inter Sandman. Um, or how about I got it? I got it. It's a simpler tune. Super what are you heavy. Saying? What are you saying? I'm saying that Pinewood Screwdriver doesn't have a lot of time to learn complex rhythm changes or or arrange. They don't have a lot of range. In eight minute thrash songs. Um, what about an acoustic version of Sabatrue? That could be interesting. Ooh, I like that. There's a lot of things you could do with that, I feel like. I feel like you could maybe even make like a bossa nova or something. Yeah, that's that's something. Yeah, you could chase the feel of it. Yeah. You know uh, what a bossa nova is? It's just it's a like Metallica does, song. Does Pine Screwdriver know what a bossa nova is? Um it's off the- reload. Wait, yeah. <laughs> I don't, I think, um, bossa Nova. I believe Nova, it's Nova's boss, the boss of Nova. You know, is it like a, see, I want to say it's like Calypso music. I don't know what a Bossa Nova is. So, Mike, every bad joke that you make is a, a sense less that you make on fans.experts.com. Winger, I, I got to tell you my experience about Winger. As a uh, Metallica fan who does not listen to hair metal, besides the hits, I know 17. I know. Um, Heading Did you far. say besides the hits? Besides the hits. What? I know nothing. I know nothing. Oh, oh, I thought you were saying besides I know the, nothing. I thought you were saying besides the hits, you know 17. I was like, dude, 17 is the hit. <laughs> no, I don't. I know nothing besides the hits. I know 17. I know Heading for a Heartache. Am I quoting the right band here? Heading for a Heartache. 
I think I know that song. Yep, you do. Is there another song that I would know? Um, easy come, easy go. Just not in my heart, don't you know? Sometimes high, sometimes low. Easy come, easy go. And if you want to see something, <laughs> and Wait, and it's just the <laughs> I don't know all the words, but that's the friggin' Nature's Deep version of what? Yeah, it might as well be. Um, I feel like I know that some of that's like the, their minor hit, I guess, in yeah. like 17 is their huge one. And then Heading for a Heartache is like a, a middle of the ground one. And then is it the other one called Easy Come, Easy Go? Um, yes. <laughs> so we're very knowledgeable about Winger here at the well, Metallicast. No, Winger was, uh, was Alice Cooper's bass player. Just throw that out there. Oh. You know what else he was? He was also a uh, target practice for Metallica when they were recording the Black yeah, Album. Yeah, that so. is unfucking fair You know what? Please watch your language. This is a clean podcast on Apple. Uh... On Apple Podcasts, and I have not um, sworn at all, and I would prefer if you did the same, please. Okay. I'm like, oh, God, I think he's angry. Uh, (laughs) They had a song called... I I brought up my teacher voice. Hungry? Yeah, I didn't really care about Hungry. Hungry for dicks? I'm looking at that. But um, headed for a heartbreak, that was, you know... Hit him for a heartbreak. It was on side two if you had it on cassette. See, the thing is, is you came so, into... No, I totally had that on cassette, and I totally listened to side two all the time on my winger cassette. Did you really? came out in 1988. How old were you in 1988? I was ahead of my time. I was uh, three. <laughs> See, I, was, I was 12 years old at this point, so this was like, this was like fast guitars beautiful hairy chests it was everything you could ask for but the, a lot oh. of these bands they had two, <laughs> that took me a moment <laughs> Jesus. So a lot of these bands like i mean you know they like they has this winger two in the heart of the young that's the name of the album the second album you know when i look at it i go oh can't get enough of you baby in miles away and easy come but there's 11 fucking songs on that album and i don't know any of them i'm sure Kip Winger. That was it. Then they put out their third album. A lot of people. A lot of these bands. They had one album with a with a where almost every hit was like a single or a hit. You're you're talking over my my bad jokes. Please. What'd you say now? All your jokes are bad. I'm sure. I'm sure Kip Winger easily cummed in a lot of people. (laughs) If they're only 17, you know he's a he's he's won a Grammy for classical music. So in your face. That's true, actually. Yeah. Which just shows how. Um... Anyways, uh... <laughs> the whole thing came from the fact that, you know, Winger was made fun of by Metallica. Winger was made fun of by um, Beavis and Butthead, and it came to my um, knowledge that in 1993, at this let's, point, let's get a, before you get there, let's get a little specific. Because Metallica never like went on an interview and was like, Kip Winger stupid, Winger sucks. It never stemmed from that. It stems no. from um there as I'm sure every Metallica fan knows, there's a documentary called The Year and a Half Life of Metallica. 
part one is the recording of the Black Album. And uh, they took snippets of that made to the Nothing Else Matters music video. And part of the clips in that music video is um, Lars Ulrich throwing darts at a picture from a magazine of Mr. Kip Winger. And apparently uh, Mr. Winger took offense to this. And Mike, I'll let you pick up where you left off. Let's let's not forget that um, Helica is making fun of Winger and putting that in their video for their power ballad. Okay, folks, let's not let's not let's not forget that. Let's not let that go unnoticed. Um, okay, I'm a little bit offended by what you said, but oh, oh so hard to argue with. <laughs> right, but but but. I mean, it's a different, it's a different kind of ballad. Like nothing else matters is a lot more down to earth and a lot less rapey than seventeen. Yeah, that was super rapey, absolutely. And um, and it, but it's more like just down to earth. It's like I don't know it's like a normal rock ballad in my opinion. It's like a classic rock ballad, more so yeah. than like she's only seventeen. Like yeah, you have to understand the daddy said that she was too young, but she was old enough for him. Which makes it far less creepy. And if you listen to the lyrics, they're fucking weird, dude. Oh, I have no oh, I keep forgetting not to swear, but they're very weird. Um, please do not fucking swear. Okay, uh, this, this is a clean podcast um, until this episode. Apparently. She's a magic mountain. She's a leather glove. What does that mean? I believe he wants to wear her skin. That's a little serial killer-ish. It is. Yeah. Did Kip Winger write all the lyrics? Um, I believe so. So for you know the first album, it says, uh, so 17. Well, it says uh, written, written by the, you know, Reb Beach, Bo Hill, and Kip Winger. Reb Beach and Bo. Kip, Reb, and Bo. None of those names. None of those names are real. Let me tell you something. Charles Frederick Kipwinger, real name. Let me go to Reb Beach. Reb Beach is not his real name. His name is Richard Earl Beach. R E B Reb. Excellent guitarist. He looks like he looks like Jerry Cantrell now. Um, Bo Hill. If he wants to be was, Jerry Cantrell. Bo Hill was born Bo a Hill. <laughs> and then they have uh, their drummer, which was like he's a he's a good drummer too. Uh, so, Mister, I don't know that much about Winger, but let me tell you about the birth names of all the band members in Winger. <laughs> um, Ron Morgenstein, Morgenstein, Morgenstern. He was in Winger. He I think all those names are wrong, but you know, he drags. I don't think Rod Morgenstein is a stage name. I don't know who who named themselves Morgenstein for the stage. <laughs> I mean, nobody's like, do I want to sound like a rock star or a uh, lawyer? Exactly. Let's, let's make up Morgan Steve. Which I guess is a little bit racist, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> Give it a chance to look like some other rock star. Kip took a shot at slapping the drummer of Metallica. I would not like to change my looks, really. I think I look okay already. But someone I would not have liked to look like is Lars Ulrich. That's right. 
That's from an interview. What interview is that from? Because I, I read it earlier today. Uh, Metal Edge. Yes. Yes. So uh, if, if you if you Google Winger Metallica, there is way too many interviews that come up, <laughs> and there, none of them none of them none of them are with Metallica. They're all with Kip Winger. The thing is, Kip Winger, you know, he he was like almost Bon Jovi handsome, but he just didn't have the Bon Jovi hits. You know, mm-hmm. it was almost too much. That just that hairy chest and that twirling bass. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> So here's a so I I have a few oh my God. pulled up in front. Of me. So here is a here is a quote or a, here's a question rather from uh, Grantland.com says I wanted to ask you about Metallica. You just referred to the part in the Nothing Else Matters video where Lars already throws starts at a winger poster. <laughs> have you ever had a chance to talk to Lars or any of these guys to bury the hatchet? And this is his response. No, never met them. I don't know anything about them. You don't know anything about Metallica? <laughs> I have no idea. I tried to say something to Lars at a show one time, but his bodyguard hold me back. It was a long time ago. I don't get it, dude. I don't understand it. And it's so ironic for a guy like Lars Ulrich to do that when I've got drummer Rod Morgenstein in my band. What does the fuck does that mean? I guess he thinks Rod's a better drummer? Uh, who doesn't? It's a fucking joke. I always thought Lars got a bad rep for his drumming. Oh, I guess he goes into it here. He got a bad rep for his drum because actually he's got some cool ways of thinking about drums. You always hear <laughs> <laughs> he always thinks about those drums. You always hear people say that he's crappy live and stuff. Is your dry just finished? Yes, did you hear that? <laughs> the deal was the deal was if you're recording tonight, you're also doing laundry in the basement. <laughs> I've never seen him live, but I think on the records he's got good ideas for drums. I've got nothing against those guys, but the video didn't help me. <laughs> I thought it was cheap and unfounded to a large degree. I don't think those guys can play a lot of our shit. I think they got some cool albums. Obviously, they're huge. It's kind of like, hey, everybody, we think these guys suck, so you should too. That's how it kind of came off. It's just like, okay, whatever, dude. It's weird. They didn't need to do it. They're fucking massive. You know what I mean? I do. Do you? Yeah, I do. It's it was uncalled for. They were, you know, these that 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 greasy little foreigner. <laughs> Lars, I couldn't even say it without sounding awful. That Lars should go back to his own country. <laughs> go back where he came from. Um I'm sure at the time, I think at the time I saw it, even now I saw it, I thought that was awesome. Um, am I supposed to be arguing for Winger? <laughs> you, you were just, no, you're not. <laughs> I'm not expecting you to argue for or against. I'm just expecting oh, you to okay. shit on them. Because <laughs> it's not, it's, you're not present, I was like, I you're mean, not presenting. I, for me I, brought you, I brought you on here because, you know, you do listen to Winger. I'm not saying you're like a, the biggest Winger fan, but do you have, you know more about Winger than I do. You host the Hair Metal Lab. I, I believe it was episode one. You dissected uh, 17. Yeah, it was episode the two. Mo- thanks, thanks for listening. Episode, episode three. Whatever. I'd be even whatever. Three. whatever. I, I only listen to that one. <laughs> <laughs> as long as you subscribe. I don't care if you listen. <laughs> no, honestly, I listened to the first few episodes, and they're all very entertaining. I know the episode one was a, was a poison. 
Episode one was poison. Yes, it was. Anyway, so I'm glad I'm entertaining you talking about your podcast. I know it's the only time you yawned during this recording was when I started talking about hair metal web and rightfully so. So anyways, I'm so I know myself already. It's quite boring to hear about it. So anyways, um, I'm watching my hand twitch. I like the muscles moving. So anyways, yeah. So, you know, they're throwing darts at the guy. He has a lot of things to say. And there's a shit ton of uh, interviews that pop up, including this one I found from, um, let's see. It, he was, Kip Winger was interviewed by rock and roll comic, CC Banana. <laughs> I'm not sure if this is actually a real interview. Um, he goes, have you ever thrown darts at a photo of Lars Ulrich? Kip Winger goes, I've never done that. I really never had, oh, my, my browser just like jumped down and gets possessed. Anyways, he goes, I've never done that. I really never had anything against the guy. In fact, when I first heard Metallica's Black Album, I thought it was a really cool record. And then they just started taking shots at me for whatever reason. But it's okay. Lars is not really that talented. He's got a lot of fucking money, though, so I'm sure he's happy. I actually felt sorry for him when I saw that some kind of monster documentary. You see their nexus dad, just seething with unmoved emotion over things that were still unresolved. It was really kind of sad to watch. But I do like Metallica. They're a good band. <laughs> I like the way that you read that. Like, no, <laughs> like, no bias at all. That's very, very, you read it right down the middle. Oh, I like you're fine, man. <laughs> There's no like contempt. Oh, I found that. Is this on Blabbermouth? CC Banana? Yeah, yeah, I found it on Blabbermouth.net. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Play the audio. See, so he really talks. The guy's dressed as a banana. Wait, is there audio? At the bottom is a YouTube video. Oh, let's get some audio on this podcast. CCBanana.com has the entire podcast. How long is this video? I think. Every time minutes. I oh fuck that. Oh Every... that, that page is gone. It's in Chinese. Never mind. I'm like <laughs> Wait, it's a real every time just... I go honestly, every time I scroll down, it clicks me out of it. My Google does not the, my Google has kicked me out of more Kip Winger interviews than it has porn. <laughs> this, this, this article so old it has zero comments. Let's see. I was oh. talking to Mr. Morgenstern. He's your drummer, you know. Sits behind you doing the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was asking him about this one lyric that I'm curious about on the Paul album. A very good album, by the way. Like a dog eating dirty pudding. The dog eating dirty pudding. Yes. I, do people ask you about that line? Yes, I've heard a lot of questions about that. Does line. it mean something at all? Yes, a little bit? You have to use your imagination. Is it about it. something that smells really good but tastes really bad? No, it's about something that smells really good and tastes really good. Oh, it's about chocolate. I love that. Uh, that has nothing to do with Metallica, but I think that's Kip Winger's um, like defense of like, I'm not gay. Was right? That, like, yeah, was that Jerky Boy? <laughs> <Some of those. laughs> so CC Banana is a guy dressed like a banana, I found out through that video clip. Obviously. And, he, and apparently it was rainy because he was wearing like a, a raincoat. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Anyways. This will be the most downloaded episode ever. <laughs> Can't wait to uh, see how I, you try to make I this. Mean, I, this. If I ever had difficulty making an episode out of an episode, this is it. <laughs> <laughs> but so let's jump into the song. So 
you were you, I think you started saying, Mike, that uh, okay. Winger recorded a answer in musical form. I didn't know about Metallica. Yeah, so they, you know, Winger had a, a, a some big hits with their first album. They had some moderate hits with their second album. Uh, and then 1993 came out with their third album. Now, 1993, if you remember, grunge has already taken over. I'm a junior in high school, and Winger, it just doesn't matter. These, If you looked, a lot of these bands put out albums around this time, and it just, I feel like 92 might have been, like, I don't know when Slave to the Grind was, but that was still a big hit, that big album. But at this point, some of these bands are putting out albums that just aren't getting traction. So Winger puts out an album called Pull. I have zero recollection of this album. This is uh, right and, after grunge. Like this is so 1993. Like the the yeah, yeah. the their logo. So their logo on the first couple albums is like um it's like like robotic futuristic, you know, like I don't know what to tell you, but it's like lasers. And this third one, pull it's like like a grungy, almost like <laughs> I don't know, like each like maybe we'll like, trick people to thinking we wear flannel. Right. Like it yeah. and the, even the the album cover, I don't know what the hell it is. It looks like I'm gonna Earth pull or... the album cover now. I'm googling it right now yeah. so I can see it. I don't know if it is it like Earth, but orange. Like it just looks like it's trying to be like, "Er, we're angry." Oh, that's like a jarring cover. It's like right, all different shades of red, red or orange. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, it like was... red and orange, and like I don't know what it's supposed to be. It's like just it 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 is a very like weird design. I don't know. It's just like an abstract design when you're sort of like in an orangey tone, pulls kind of like an orangey white tone, and the rest of it's just like shades of red. Okay. And it's a, it's a little bit jarring. It looks like a, it's more jarring than the piss and blood on the reload cover. So, yes. <laughs> what we're looking at is a batch from Winger. Or is that Winger's Dinger? So, here's the funny thing that I just realized now this song. Is a is not on the U.S. version of this album even. Oh so really? They were so, they were so they didn't even trust the song. It made it on the Japanese <laughs> the Japanese you know, edition. You know, bonus version. So that makes sense because I was like, I need to listen to the song as the only research besides the ten beers I'll do before this episode. The only research I'll do is listen to the song. And uh, when I looked it up on Apple Music, it. I could only find it on a best of album and it was listed in parentheses as an outtake. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. But they still felt the need to put it on their best of album. It's like <laughs> Speaking of outtake, someone wrote, take that Metallica in, in YouTube. <laughs> Speaking of outtake, you can cut this out if, if you even remember. Um, we're talking about Alice Cooper. You know the song House of Fire? Yes. You got to look on YouTube. Bon, there's a version of Bon Jovi doing a, like a demo of it because they were given the song first, I guess. Oh, really? Yeah. Is that by, is that like a Desmond Child song or something? Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That was it. Um, I love stuff like that. So I was all excited when I heard that they, they recently heard that Metallica came out with a song kind of blasting. They would say put on blast to, to today. Um, Metallica. But of course, the song was never even friggin' like I'm upset that the song is you know, it kind of loses its luster. That's probably why no one yeah. ever fucking knew about it. It was called Hell to Pay, and you know I found it on YouTube, um, and it has lyrics. Now, now if you listen to like the first 
verse, it doesn't mean anything. The first of all, the song is awful. I'll go right there. It's it's a it's a pretty generic song. It's very generic. There's nothing that just grabbed me. You know, like I like one of the things I like about those hair metal songs is it's got just got a hook. You know, and this one yeah didn't seem to. They were too angry to write a hook. Yeah, Kip Winger was like a little too like oh Lars threw darts at me. Let me just write the angriest song I can think of and the least angriest version of it. That's not hooky at all. <laughs> right. I mean. It's like I don't even think it's till the like the first verse. Like you, you're gonna play some of this. Yeah, and, no, I'm yeah. gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play this whole song, verse by verse. So that's the first verse in chorus. Do you understand what I mean by generic? Like, yeah, the the, the rhyming is real boring. But even like having to rhyme, um, like your there was something like ivory tower, hour by hour. Like it, it was yeah. like he had to fit the spend, words in. It just spend all your time in your ivory tower, feeding your head hour by hour. So in case you miss it, let me actually read through these lyrics in case anybody missed it. So here's it from the beginning. The way you get so much face seems so out of place for someone like you. Mr. Know-it-all, so above it all, tell me, who do you think you're fooling? Spend all your time in your ivory tower, feeding your head hour by hour. And then the chorus, don't you know there'll be hell to pay? Better come down, even though what I'm reading says better cone down. <laughs> what goes around comes around. You'll be paying to your dying day. Don't you know there'll be hell to pay? What does that have to do with Metallica? I don't I don't I don't get it yet. I I we're not completely there yet. I I, I have okay. a, a point I'm gonna make, but I'm gonna save it for after the song, you know. I feel like let those lyrics digest a little bit. It'll become clear as the song moves on. But let's move on to the second verse and uh, chorus.
Brandon, what does that have to do with Metallica? So let's see. The lyrics are, let's see if we can figure this out. For so much lip, I must admit, I get a laugh from your ego trip. You're so educated, emancipated, such a rolling stone, but you better watch out. Cutting you no slack, <laughs> paybacks a bitch in the bitch's back. <laughs> and then it goes into the chorus again. Same that, as before. Yeah. And this, if you, this is basically what I do on the uh, hair metal lab. I like to analyze each lyric and try to make sense out of it. Um, and this basically just means for a guy who uh, talks so much um, and has such a huge ego um, that uh, Winger's going to kick the shit out of him, I assume. But, I mean, if you say such a Rolling Stone, is that not a compliment? I mean, the Rolling Stones are a classic band. They're well, one of the most famous, the... biggest rock bands of all time. The Metallica is like the Rolling Stones in a lot of ways. Like, they're one of the biggest, most classic rock bands who have ever lived. So I agree but, with Ken Wigger. They yeah. are such a Rolling Stone. Well, classic believe, Rolling Stone. I, I don't believe they're talking about the band or the no. magazine. What, what else could they mean? You know, like they say a Rolling Stone gets no moss or something like that. Basically, what I think he means um, is that, you know, and, and that's the thing. Nothing rhymes with stone there. Like there's no reason for that to be there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It um, goes, uh, well, here, here's the rhymes. Lip, admit. Trip. No, well, oh yeah, lip. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But right. if you go, if you go line by line, yeah. lip, admit, trip, emancipated. <laughs> I guess educa- like, ed- maybe educated the- goes with emancipated. I guess so. I know. Yeah. I guess educated, emancipated, like, but like those aren't like. Oh, that's not a rhyme scheme that I yeah, know. You of. need like a third one. Right. Like nothing rhymes with admit. Like if you look at the separate lines, it's for so much lip. Right. I, well, I guess admit rhymes with lip. I guess I'm just. I, I guess I'm a dumbass. I guess lip, admit, and trip all rhyme. Sort of, kind of. Close enough. Yeah. So, yeah. And then, educated, educated, emancipated rhyme. But yeah, you're right. Nothing rhymes with stone. Such a rolling stone. But you better watch out. That's alone, too. There's no rhyme like, with that. No, actually, I'm analyzing the wrong part here. The actual first few lines, semi-rhyme. Yeah. And then the rest of it, none of it rhymes. So it's like... Slacking uh, back. Rolling, such a rolling stone, but you better watch out. Cutting you no slack. Payback's a bitch. And then here's your first rhyme of the second half, and the bitch is back. Yeah. But like there's no clear-cut rhyme scheme there. It's very choppy. It's very just like I'm I'm angry. Hey, better does it. I'm angry. Better does, yeah. I'm angry that Metallica's as big as the Rolling Stones. That's what I got out of that first. Eddie Vedder <laughs> doesn't rhyme all the time. Barely ever. <laughs> Daughter yeah. Jeremy spoken. But exactly. you know what? But you know what? The difference is, is that Eddie Vedder sings in what seems like a coherent, intelligent thought. <laughs> and, and not like the ramblings of a man who like wrote angry poetry in between his playgirl photo shoots. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, anyways, do you have anything else to add to that verse, or should we go into the next? No, I just verse? think he, it's, this one at least is saying he's, you know, there's someone out there who's got a big ego. Uh, but who? Shit. But who? I mean, I feel like we've already kind of said who, but like yeah. the song has not pinpointed yet who specifically. But uh, yeah. you know, we'll we'll see if the third verse re- reveals him. We're gonna-
Um, that is so I, bad. Did I just hear? Um, I'm I'm sorry. I heard a few things that sounded familiar there. Um, May I? Please go go for it. So first of all, this is a band who is a glam hair metal band trying to be rough and tough, and I don't know, maybe a little Allison Chainsy. Just do with what you know. Now, this, this is a, like a little bit. I to to feed off what you just said. It's a little bit. Uh, I was thinking when the song started, it's like a little bit heavier and a little bit grungier than like you would expect maybe from Winger. Right. Which a lot of those bands did that then. Yeah, it's like a, um, has a little bit of that sludgy sound, like you said, yeah. Alice in Chains, you know. Yeah, but, but then it still is like the beautiful little solo in there. But then it was like, I don't know what the hell that pre-chorus or whatever that, whatever you want to call that. But the lyrics he said are. Yes, I would call it the bridge. I would call it the bridge. Bridge, bridge. That's what it is. Yeah. Uh, I didn't go to school for music. Now, let's let's wrap your head around this, Metallica Militia, whatever we call you, Metallica Militia. Do you even know the name of this podcast? Yeah, it's the, the Brandon Music Show. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> now let's just listen to these lyrics a bit. It's sad but true. You tread on me as if nothing else matters, my friend of misery. Your struggle within is that you believe you're beyond them, the God that failed you. Now, then it says, and when you finally find what you're after, it's when your servant becomes your master. Whoa, 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 whoa. Can I just interrupt you for a moment? I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I, I think I finally figured out what this song's about. Um, and I think it was the line, when you finally find what you're after. That's a, um, I think the song's all about Brett Michaels. Isn't that a Poison song? And you finally find what you're after. Bina, wina, 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 wina. Don't you dare bring Sir Brett Michaels into this. <laughs> He's a sir now? <laughs> he is in my world. I've knighted him. Um, um, if you listen to those, if you read those lyrics, first of all, Kip Winger owns one Metallica album. He owns the second side of a of one Metallica album. And he, uh, no, and he knows every, something about Master of Puppets, I guess. I'm bringing it back to my cassette days. And I can safely say that Kip Winger listened to side two of the Black Elm cassette and then wrote a whole verse about it. Um, from Don't Tread on Me to Nothing Else Matters to My Friend of Misery to The Struggle Within to The God That Failed. Because, you know, if nothing is going to elicit an angry response from the Metallica militia, or as I call them now, the Metallica militia, it's Drop those Black Album Deep Cut song titles with a reference to the word master, which I assume means master of puppets, but I don't know. Every, a lot of people use the word master, and it doesn't really have anything to do with the song, but I'm going to go on a limb here and still say the song's about Sir <sighs> Brett Michaels. You know, I just went to the Black Album just because I wanted to see if maybe he didn't even listen to it. He just looked at it and just put it in order. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he did. It, it, is, it, exactly it, it is It is out of order. But I'm pretty sure he just like looked at the uh, at the like the CD back cover and just like mixed up the song title name. <laughs> so that reminds me of um, well, this actually reminds me of two Megadeth songs. So, um, do you remember the song Victory? 
off the Euthanasia album? I do not. So in that song, it's about Dave Mustaine's declaring a victory because he's, you know, free from drugs, alcohol, he got sober, which of course, you know, he went back on drugs mm-hmm. and alcohol. And, you know, I, I I think it's always a sure sign that you're sober when you're uh, an alcoholic who opens up their own beer company and uh, drinks your own beer on a regular basis. So I'm sure he's still sober to this day, uh, even though he publicly promotes that he's not. Anyways, um, that whole song is, um, they take, you know, Made that song titles between Kills My Business, Business Good to, you know, Countdown to Extinction. It kind of makes them into lyrics and makes it work. And it's silly. It's a little dumb. But they're his songs. Yep. Kip Winger's doing the same thing, not just on another band songs, but for like one side of a one album. Uh, of another band song of, the, of their album that just came out, like and, and, well, so I guess I should have looked this up before. Hell to pay. When did this actual song come out? What year was this? Ninety three. Ninety three. So the Black Album came out in ninety one. So the Black Album was already had already debuted at number one. Had already had videos all over MTV. Had already sold millions of copies. And Wing had already faded into obscurity. So he's p- probably super pissed now because he's just protesting against an album that is basically the new Dark Side of the Moon, and he is Kip Winger. And, and they this is the new like Back the in Black, and he is Kip Winger. And yet the song isn't even good enough to make their album. <laughs> and then he's like, you know what? Um, yeah. Ixnay on the Ongsay. He he wrote it and recorded it as therapy. And then he's like, oh, I just I just really need to get that out. That was lethargic. I've cleansed myself of these Metallica demons. Um But I well, I said it reminds me of a second Megadeth song though, too, because I feel like I should also bring this up. You know, uh Dave Osa wrote this was before the you know the big four shows and um your mind tells you that you've lost your confidence. You're drifting and you don't believe in anyone. You know what I'm talking you about. Say what little you have left to be proud of. Afraid you can do this again. <laughs> Something that I'm not. Off the system has failed album. You never made metal, buddy. Metal made you to sell you out know, all your friends and stab them in the back. It's something that you are. It's something that I'm not. A stranger to yourself. Ha, you piss me off again. Oh, what? You uh, you have really studied those lyrics. I fucking love that song. That album. That whole album. Uh, honestly, I love that album. Um. And honestly, I'm not saying this because it's about Lars Ulrich. That's probably my least favorite song off that album. I As think, I, I climb onto your back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that song is fucking I just think awful. it's the silliest song. When it, he has his son, I think his name's Justin or Justice. I th- yeah, it, Justice. 
It's got to be Justice because that's a little bit douchier than Justin. It's Justice for all. <laughs> Injustice Mustaine for all. I just want to do a Metallica Megadeth like smash up and call it Injustice Mustaine for all. His daughter's name is Lightning. <laughs> is that the country singer? And his dog's name is Puppet. Uh, and his wife name is James (laughs) no I'm sorry Kirk Kirk would be a more appropriate wife name for him give me fuel give me fire give me that which I desire and thus we come to the epic conclusion of the most unfocused episode of Metallicast to date. I edited out a lot of rambling and riffing, believe it or not. Yet, still, that was the final product. But I enjoyed recording it. I enjoyed listening back to it. And I hope that you all also enjoyed listening to it. And if not, let me know so I never invite Mike back on this podcast ever again. I want to end by shouting out all of you who have become a loyal member of the Metallicast Militia. Downloads are through the roof, at least as far as a small, independent, one-man podcast goes. Please help me get the subscription numbers up on iTunes. Please help me out with the ratings and reviews on iTunes. Leave a five-star rating. Write a nice little review or... Write a horrible review, but rate me five stars at least. Metallicast can also be found on Google, Stitcher, YouTube, basically anywhere you can find a podcast, including our home site, fansnotexperts.com. You can follow Fans Not Experts on Twitter, at Fans Not Experts, and of course you can follow Metallicast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, at Metallicast Pod on all three. And extra shout out to the Metallicast Militia because on Facebook I have officially gotten more than 500 likes. At the time I am recording this outro, I have, I believe, 533 likes. So thank you, thank you, thank you. You can also follow Mike on social media. He is at Mikey underscore C on Twitter. And you can follow the podcast at Hair Metal Lab on both Twitter and Instagram. Now, as always, we're going to end this episode with a Metallica cover, but this one is coming from Mike himself, or I should say coming from this acoustic cover band he found in a coffee shop called Pinewood Screwdriver. And I was able to convince Mike, I mean the band, because obviously there are different people, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, um, I was able to convince them to stop the hair metal covers and record a Metallica song. And, you know, they really did not take any of my suggestions, unfortunately. But they did record a pretty interesting cover of a Reload Deep Cut. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, here's Pinewood Screwdriver, a.k.a. Mike, Covering Low Man's Lyric. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, metal up your ass. Yeah, yeah.
from the rain I fall Cause I let go The net below is right away So my eyes see reality My Won't cry for this man There's no man 
Fans not experts. 